Hello and welcome to the Wholehearted Healer Podcast. My name is Dr. Avine Banish and I will be your host. This is the weekly podcast that helps women pause in their busy lives, drop into the heart, and remember their next right step. I am so happy that you're here. Okay, hello and welcome to another episode of the Wholehearted Healer podcast. I'm grateful that you're here. My name is Dr. Avian Banish. I'll be your host. And today I'm really thrilled um, and honored to have a guest on who um, is just a really inspiring artist in the world. Her name is Allie Suter. Um, and um, as I link this podcast, I will share um, some of the artwork that she shares on Facebook because this is not a visual medium. Um, but it's her art is definitely worth knowing about and seeing in the world. So Allie, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on today. I'm honored to be here. Um, and so Allie, your, um, your current form of art, I'm sure it's, it's morphed over the years, but you're currently doing these amazing sort of channeled angelic pieces. Um, can you tell us how that began for you? Yes. So, um, Thank you for those beautiful words. The the work really presents itself. I really, truly feel honored to have the hands that kind of work as the I mean, conduit. I don't know if that's just really the right word. Um, I've been connected to the angelic field for so long, my entire life. And as my life has evolved, so has my art and these particular channeled pieces it took me a while to admit that they were channeled. It take you can hear it even in the hesitation of my voice. It's such a humbling experience to be in state and to um, to have these pieces come through. And I, it's like I stand back and go, "Who made that?" Because I, of course, I'm participating and I'm doing things to clear the connection. I have been for 20 years, you know, of like focused wise. And it still amazes me. And it's still, I think that the humility comes with like, oh, is it really channeled? Because it's not really me saying, hey, I'm a channeler. It's just this amazing, beautiful energy. And it's so healing for so many people. And I really um, just respect the sacredness of it. So I think that's why you hear me kind of stumbling for words on what it is, because there's such sacredness in it that it's, it blows me away every painting that's created. I think that makes a lot of sense, right? When you're in a flow state, when you're connected to a higher level of consciousness, um, I love that, that you're participating with it. And um, I wonder what your process is. Like, do you wake up in the morning knowing that you're going to create a picture or a painting rather? It's a, it's something that's a calling. So I'm not sure if I completely answered your question when you asked like the evolution of art for me and how it came to be this angelic um, calling. I feel like creativity does come from another realm for every person, whether they recognize mm -hmm. it or not. And if a person is in their creative flow and they're struggling with it, that means that their mind is getting in the way. Um, it is, it has been a pull. So I was creating something else, these other feather sculptures and 
thought, well, I'm, I'm creative. So I will just buy some paints. I don't never paint it really. That's fine. I'll buy some paints. And then it's like, oh, I'll buy some canvases. I've never really purchased canvas before, but you know, I'm just creative and everything I do. I'll just buy that. It was literally a pull from the cosmic field, if you will, that it happens every day that I paint. So it's a, it literally pulls me from another realm and says, you're painting now. So if I work with a private client and I meet with them and we have a session, then that, that doorway is open between their celestial team and my celestial team. And then I go and I paint the calling is still from some other place. If I paint ahead of time, then I feel that pull. Sometimes it's when I wake up in the morning, sometimes it's the day before and I can feel it. And then every single time, if that happens and I don't meet the person previously, then when the person shows up, I'm like, oh, that was you because I'm connecting to them in this angelic ethereal field. And when the painting appears, a hundred percent of the people that have ever purchased my paintings have an emotional, tender, sacred experience with it where it's, they, I have to have that. It just won't leave me alone because the painting picks you or you're called to have a private commission piece. And still the painting is picking you, the experience is picking you. And uh, they shape shift with the sun. They, they definitely emit messages. And I don't take that lightly. I take it, you know, quite in a sacred sense that people are having this experience and the calling came from my soul saying, this is so needed on the planet now more than ever. And as you know, with your podcast, you can, you know, interview people and talk and have these mental gymnastics about what spirituality is. And the visual of the painting speaks, I think it was Georgia O'Keefe that says that when she paints, it's creating a message that words cannot convey. And I feel the same way with these, with these pieces. So, and I do rest a lot and I relax a lot. And then I'm like, Oh, I got to paint right now. And I get up and I go paint. (laughs) And while you're in the experience of painting, are you in a state of contentedness or, you know, what we would assume connection to the angelic realm would feel like peace or is it, or is it really exciting? It's really exciting. So I go into my studio, I light some Palo Santo, I pray, I thank the angels for being there with me. Sometimes it's like a pull and I don't even have time to do my little ritual. And sometimes my arm is painting so fast that when it's done, I think, oh, this somebody should record that because I'm like standing up, kneeling down on the floor, <laughs> under this over there. It's like, and it can, the energy, the angelic realms energy is such a high pitched, beautiful tone that it can be quite intense. And so it's like fiery and yes. So it's not this like, you know, what I'm going to paint. It's a cathartic experience. I mean, that's probably happened twice. I think in all the time I've been painting it's generally like, let's go. And we're, we're in it. <laughs> and, it's and, does, and does the feel of like, you know, cause you're, you're, either these, someone is coming to you asking um, for a connection and a painting or your painting. I love how you describe that for someone in the future who doesn't yet know that they're calling that um, to themselves, but is it, is there a different feel in that way each time? 
Yes, there is a different feel in each in each of those. I really love meeting somebody before. It's like, ooh, you know, your team called me to, you know, be with you. And I've had such an array of people be called. I've had trucker kind of energy, masculine from Texas, like with a really thick accent on the call with me going, I don't know why I'm buying this for my wife and I. (laughs) So touching. He's like, if my coworker saw I was here, you know, and I just, I love that so much. And then they received the painting and he and his wife were crying and like, this is crazy and so beautiful. So there's this, when I do private commission pieces, there's just this intimacy that happens. It's so beautiful. I love it. Um, And then some artists come to me and some people looking for advice and spiritual connection and what is the celestial realm and what is the celestial team and are they with me and what about the people that have passed? So we have all this range of conversation that happens before the piece is born. And I just am so inspired when that happens. Um, When it happens beforehand and some I'm connecting with somebody in the future, it is such a different experience. It's more of like a deeper trust. And sometimes I'll hear a name. Sometimes I won't. What I'll feel is their energy. And then when they show up, I go, ah, it was you. It was you. And then there's that emotional connection. So it is, I don't know if I can describe the difference between, I mean, maybe a little bit I did. Yeah, no, I think you're describing it beautifully. I wonder if, you know, you and I met in a year long um, program with Johnny Epstein, we did alchemy together. Um, But I wonder someone listening who is like, this all sounds great, but like angels, celestial realm, it's all new to them. Could you, you know, maybe give someone like, like if someone were to call you for a private commission, what would, how do you even describe that to people who maybe don't have that experience or language? Yes. And honestly, that's probably my favorite demographic. (laughs) (laughs) So we all have a celestial team, regardless of whether we believe in it or not. And if you think about Wi-Fi being around in the room, you know that it's working and you might not be able to see it, taste it, hear it, touch it. And yet you've got internet connection. So it's similar to your celestial team and your celestial team are beings comprised of people that have passed and their role really, from my understanding and my personal experience is to comfort, to love us, to let us know not to take things so seriously, that there's no pain when you pass, that they're cured of their illnesses. Those messages are really the repetitive message. And I think a little more mediumship is understood that our loved ones are with us. And I also believe that our loved ones sometimes can go off and do other things. So I don't think that every loved one is with us. It's my own personal experience and opinion. And the angelic realm is a is a higher tone than that, that has the capability of the light of truth of like meddling a little bit, trying to put the right people into our place. Uh, we can, we have free will from my own personal experience, so we can choose to follow those nudges. Um, I think often when we have an experience, you know, let's say you're driving down the street and you take a left and you realize this truck is just about to hit you and, and it doesn't. That to me is the angelic realm going, it's not quite your time yet. 
you hear of people that pass, like they walking down the street and it's over. It's like, I feel like the angelic realm has this timing and why we're here has a more of a meddling, if you will, like in a loving, playful way. And when we don't connect to them, when we don't believe it, when we're just here on the earthbound experience, they're in a room next door with the door closed. So it's a little muffled, muddled. They can hear, you can hear voices. They can hear what's going on. When we open the door, when we buy the painting that has a portal that opens up into our house, when we start meditation, when we do things that of curiosity in any way, shape or form, when we're playfully like, are you there? You don't have to be serious. Like, okay, come on. This sounds weird, but let's do this. That door cracks open. And that communication between the celestial realm and us is fortified a little bit more and a little more clear so they can participate in our life. Is that you love that? Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, some people I think are, there's can have fear around that or are hesitant. Um, what do you say to those people? People who have fear around it, I would ask, what is your fear? Mm -hmm. You know, some people, the response is, Oh, I'm afraid I'll see dead people or dark things. Really? And I think once you um, have a conversation about it, it's not as scary as, as they may think that it is. I have never had somebody, I've had lots of skepticism and lots of people come to me and like the trucker in Texas that I talked about um, who definitely didn't believe. And then when we had the conversation, then there was just this like, I don't understand it yet. I just can feel it. And I know there's something there. Well, and I think, I think so many people are having experiences and that knowing, but it's somehow like they don't want to talk about it or we don't, you know, for fear of how you might sound or, but I think when you, when you even open the door to conversation about it, it's really amazing how many people are like, oh no, yeah, I've, I had this experience and um, it becomes less kind of strange or foreign to people. Yes. And I feel like when people hear their intuition, it's probably your celestial team talking to them. It's going to, they're going to, you're going to hear it in your own voice. It's not going to be this like booming omnipresent, you know, if I'm a woman, a masculine voice going alley, you know, it's, it's going to sound just like my voice. And there's just this energetic difference. I feel like we're all connecting. We just may not recognize it. And the more you recognize it, just as with my paintings after many, many paintings, I would tell the beginning, I would tell people, well, I just go into meditation and I paint. And then these angels would show up and I don't know where it came from. And then like, I don't know, after a certain period of time, I was like, okay, I'm painting through this celestial realm. And then boom, it was like my whole business exploded. So when we have that recognition, like, oh, maybe my intuition could be from a celestial. Oh, maybe my creativity, maybe this connection, then boom, it opens up that doorway to the next room. I love, I love that analogy of opening up the doorway to the next room because it makes it sound um, magical yet accessible. Yes, it is definitely accessible for everybody, no matter where you come from, what you believe, how you're conditioned. And I, I would love to share that the celestial realm needs us as much as we need them. And I think sometimes we feel it's a one-way street, like, oh, I, I need to pray. I need my angels there. You know, I need my people of the past. I need to pray to my mother. Yet they need that connection as well. It's sort of like the sun and the earth, the sky and the earth. Like we need dark and light. We need, we both need each other. I, I believe in my own personal experience with it. And that relationship will grow even in private moments. If you're like, this seems silly. <laughs> 
they, you know, playfulness is important. And yeah, that it does. We don't. It doesn't have to be so serious. That's a great message. So serious. As a matter of fact, it's a lot more fun when it's not. Yeah. <laughs> so I love that you found um, your purpose or your dharma through this work, and it it is amazing to see, um, to hear. You know, when you when you listen to the to your you know, you can start thinking it is intuition. And then if you feel like you have this team and you open to that possibility, it is really amazing what can happen. Right. And so what, what message or advice do you give to someone who maybe, you know, you mentioned you've been on like a spiritual path and seeking for about 20 years. What about if someone's just kind of like your message, your words are really piquing their interests. Like how does someone begin? I would say beginning comes from following an energy that feels good. It feels good in what you eat as your cells become more open. Um, If you eat from a curiosity of a spiritual connection, your food is going to be a different choice. If you go for a walk as a curiosity of connecting with nature, then that's a way of connecting with the spiritual realm. Nature is in itself a perfect spiritual frequency. It is the, the most perfect spiritual frequency and it's not controlled. It's this organized, beautiful realm that it's so it's like, how could the tree come from a seed? So I think being in nature is the easiest, most accessible way to connect with the spiritual realm. I think that the way that we treat our bodies is a, easy access as well. Because I think often I hear with um, people who are just getting into spirituality, there's this, just be positive, just, you know, own yourself into bliss, or you know, there's this spiritual bypassing that really lets, it doesn't really reverence the uh, physical, just like I talked about the spiritual needs, the physical, the physical needs, the spiritual, that I think sometimes the physical can be a doorway through to the, to the spiritual realm rather than bypassing it checking out and meditation can be really beautiful and it can also be a way to check out. So I love to use the people that are just starting out, use the physical to get to the spiritual. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes you can go on a walk and you're in nature. You can even go around your block. You don't have to like go out on a trail. You can be in with the wind. You start to smell the wind. You feel the sun. You're like, Oh gosh, this is so beautiful. Look at those flowers. That is a spiritual experience. That is a way of using the physical to get to the spiritual. And you don't often hear that being explained. I think the painting comes the same way. I'm using the physical to connect with the spiritual. And I think that there's this beautiful relationship between the two. So modern day often is like, go to the nothingness, forget about the body. It's like, well, you can actually use that to get to the spiritual and people who are new, that is a beautiful way to get to that. You can have a spiritual experience with a cup of tea. Just noticing the nuances of how it smells and how it feels and really getting into that detail. And all of a sudden you're connected to something that's a little bit more than a tea. I think that's really fabulous advice. Last week, my family and I were hiking in Utah and I had um, a moment of awe actually in, um, in Zion hiking there. And um, it felt like a connection to a higher realm, right? There was just this moment of awe at the beauty of of it all, you know, there was running water and these massive 
walls of rock and blooming. Um, it was spring was farther along than it is here in Colorado. It, it was just like this perfect moment. And, and I was just kind of blown away that, that there are these spaces that we can just go be in <laughs> and feel that. And I wonder if, if that sensation of, so awe to me feels um, like a quickening of the heart, like an overwhelm that's good. You know, it's, it's like, you sort of can't believe it. Do you ever feel that when you're painting? Every time I paint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of guessing. That's what I was sort of guessing. Yeah. Every time I paint and I paint until there's this moment of awe. And then I say, oh my gosh, whoa. It's the same thing as the seeing those rocks and hearing the water. And also knowing that you don't have to go to Zion to have those experiences. Yes. To see, because everything does come, everything comes from the spiritual realm. Everything is born from that. So um, I think there are a lot of ways that we can live a life of spiritual connection through the physical. And um, yes, the, the paintings absolutely have that awe, inspiring, heart palpitating, kind of like, <gasps> sometimes emotional will come to me if I'm painting a piece for somebody. It's, it's incredible. And before we hop down, I, would you mind sharing about that? So behind you is this really stunning um, painting that uh, it's really amazing is even the color sort of, it fits your hair and what you're wearing. It's this gorgeous um, picture of angel wings with this really bright sort of glowing light. Can you just say that painting, can you describe that and how that was created? Yes. So this particular painting was really the first time I had connected with somebody who had passed. Normally the angelic realm, as I discussed earlier, is a different frequency. So everything in life, rather than saying everything is energy, I think that's sort of a blanketed statement. Mm -hmm. You think about everything being frequency, then you can think of keys on a keyboard and they all have different tones. So your chair has a different tone than our bodies and, you know, everything. So it's the same thing with the spiritual realm, they have different tones and people who have passed can be very close to us. And my mother came through in a conversation with someone else. And she said, I feel like, I don't know, your mom wants you to go to a bookstore. And I was like, okay. And there's no weird thing that I say no to. So I went to this really old bookstore in downtown Boulder and I'm walking around, I'm thinking about my mother and you know, she had said to me, put pages of a book onto it. And normally I don't connect with people who've passed. It's always the angelic realm. So I was super fascinated by this. And as this big book fell off, literally fell off the shelf, it was obviously from a church. It was a Bible from a church because it was way bigger than somebody would have in their house or next to their bed. <laughs> and I could feel my mom and I could just hear this message. I'm with you when I paint. And we're going to create this piece together. So when I hear messages of people who have passed, it's like a whisper and I listen and I came home and I couldn't stop painting and I was taking pages of the Bible and out. I was wondering if it was going to be okay that I was creating this sacred piece as I was cutting these pages out of the Bible and, you know, Catholicism was so important to her. 
And each piece that I put on there was a new technique I was doing. And the piece is always behind me when I do angelic readings for people. It's always in, in this special room in my house. I mean, I just love it. I will never, ever, ever sell it. And when I was painting this piece, my arm was almost burning. It was, I was painting so fast. And I woke up in the middle of the night and was like, I got to add another page to it. And I was like, this is like crazy people behavior. <laughs> and I added the second, you know, the, the other little piece that's right here. And is another Psalms that read the page that I put on there. And I, I actually attempted to put pages of another book on a piece and it just wouldn't work. So like that technique was very specific for this. And because of this experience, I'm going to be launching a new campaign that I'll, I think I'll announce next week for people to connect to souls on the other side. So it was a perfect segue, although you didn't even know that I was, (laughs) that I have this new campaign coming. No, I didn't. No. Um, I have been called by the angelic field and I have taken my time over weeks and weeks since I've created this piece to offer for people to connect to souls on the other side. And the paintings will be smaller and uh, sometimes messages will come through. And I've really put a lot of time and thought in the way that they're wrapped in the sacredness of presenting it and how I ship it to each person with a certificate and a handwritten letter that if any messages came through or what I was experiencing and each time I've, I've done it for a couple of friends to see what the flow of it would be. It just is so sacred and so beautiful and offers so much healing for people to connect with their loved ones on the other side. So they're much smaller. They'll be, I think, 16 by 12 inches, kind of tiny, and they're more on a board and then you can hang them up on the wall. So um, my mother inspired that. And I feel like now more than ever, it's very important to know that we are loved and that we are never alone and that you only have to have a teeny tiny bit of curiosity for that door to open and for our loved ones that have passed to be with us. So, yeah, the way I like to describe spirit is like, it's like water finding its way. Like it just needs a little opening and then it will rush in and find a way. So we just have to, like, it's not like we have to meet it halfway. We have to take the first step. Yes. Just the curiosity of listening to this podcast, just the curiosity, just like the trucker showing up saying, I don't know why my wife and I need to do this. That was enough. And his whole life, their whole life together completely changed. Their whole marriage was rebirthed and reborn with all kinds of love, just from the curiosity that the angels and you know were able to guide both of them together. It just takes a little bit. I love that definition of water will find its way. It's very yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Ali Suter, I'm so grateful to you. I'm grateful that you in this moment are one of the many beings that is stepping forward as a bridge, right? Because that's how I see you, right? You're you're bridging worlds and you're um certainly offering beauty, which I feel like is healing in and of itself. I really think that beauty heals, especially um to those who are hurting. And uh, but that's just like the tip of the iceberg, obviously, with your work. Um but I love that people initially might just show up because they are your your paintings are just some of the most exquisite and beautiful I've ever seen. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Anything that we didn't touch on that you'd love to talk about? I think the the last few words would be um, in those moments of quiet, you'll hear the calling and the calling will open the door 
and your curiosity will carry you to the messages that are that are just waiting for you. There's nothing to figure out. There's no big serious event that has to happen. Just those couple of little tiny things will open up a world of support and love and awe and amazement and grandiose experience that really is so difficult for words to describe because it happens above the mind. It happens it's beyond words. It's beyond words. Yes, exactly. And I know you have a website. If someone is really curious and wants to work with you, how can they do that? Yes, the website is actually my name, AllieSuter.com, A-L-L-I-S-U-T-E-R.com. I will link that in the show notes as well. Mm-hmm. Allie, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much, Aveen. It's beautiful to be there with you. Mm-hmm.